Well, amen. Thank you for that song. I love that part where it says God's plans are not canceled. You know, a lot of us probably had a lot of plans canceled in these, this season of life, but God's plans aren't canceled. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Continue to pray for Pastor Wigley. He's got the uh, cataract surgery coming this next week. So just keep him in your prayers and uh, pray for Pastor Juan as he's not feeling well. And just, we all know someone who's sick or needs prayer, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now we're going to go through the whole chapter today, but I'm just going to read those first few verses, and let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for all that you've done for me, God, and for every one of us here. God, I pray that we'd just be able to tune in now to your word, God, and that we would hear from you, God. And I thank you for speaking to my heart, God, with this message and just, just the thought, God, of just the idea of increasing our faith. God, we, we really do need to increase our faith. I know I do. And God, we need to believe you for bigger and better things. But even the little things, God, that take faith, that we continue, God, to have faith and to remain faithful God, we know that as your word says, it's impossible to please you. It's impossible to be used of you. It's possible to, to be right, God, without faith. And I pray that we would just get a hold of that today. God, I know that we've all been in church many times, maybe some of us uh, uh, not as much. But God, I know we've, we've heard many sermons and we've heard preaching. But God, today I pray that we would hear from you. God, that you would hide me and that we would just hear from you. God, and I thank you for just speaking to me, and I thank you for always being there for us. And God, I pray that you just help us now to increase our faith. Thank you for loving us, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So faith is believing in something that you cannot see. That's the basic definition that we've given it. We maybe uh, you've taught it in a Sunday school, or you've heard it in Sunday school. Is faith is just believing in something that you cannot see. Faith is the foundation of of our Christian lives. A lot of people say, well, you know, this, this is my faith, or, you know, the, the verse says, I've kept the faith. And what that really means is what you believe in. And we know that we can't physically see God. So when we say that we have faith in God or we believe in God, it's believing in something that we cannot see. And we see here that everybody needs faith, whether you have faith in God or faith in yourself or faith in something that is wrong. Everybody has faith in something, and we need to make sure we put our faith in the right things. Uh, faith renders good reports. And I thought about this in verse 2. It says, for by it, that it is faith, of course, and the elders obtained a good report. I thought of uh, last week we had our annual church meeting, and I had to write a few reports, and I thought to myself, you know, what would make this report a good report? Well, if I 
if I said, oh, well, we had this many people saved and this many people added, that would make it a good report. But the reality is what would make that report good or would allow me to have a good report would be faith. If I had enough faith in God to do something, well, we know for a fact that God would do it. If we have enough faith in our lives for God to do something in our lives, God will do it. God has never failed us. God's never failed me. God's never failed you. And if we have enough faith to do something, God will meet that faith and he will do it. So I thought about this. If, if you had to write an annual report for last year and you say, oh, well, it was 2020. It wasn't a great year, but you still could have gotten closer to God. You could have seen God work. And as, as we heard this morning, God's plans were not canceled. God had a plan for you last year. And if you were to write a report on it, what would you write? Would you say, maybe this coming year, I'm going to strive my best to increase my faith? We need to cry out like the disciples said. Now, the message, increase our faith, the, those words don't come from Hebrews 11. They come from a, a chapter in Luke. But the, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and the disciples said, Lord, you know, increase our faith. And we need to be the same way, have the same mindset this morning, that we want God to increase our faith. So he's noticed in that chapter that the disciples weren't talking to you know, just anybody. They were talking to Jesus. And we can talk to Jesus this morning and pray and ask God. And as I think we should do this morning, it's just really think in our hearts, where do we need to increase our faith? I've heard the, uh, this quote by a preacher by the name of Mark Shroud. He said, the best way to increase your faith is to walk with the faithful. So the best way to increase your faith is not to you know, hang out and spend a lot of time with people that don't believe in God. And I'm not saying you can't talk to friends who are unsafe or whatever, but, but, but the reality is, is the more you hang out with people that are faithful and the more you, you talk and, and you get closer to people that are doing great things for God, the more you're going to be faithful. He also said, the same preacher says, if you have weak faith, your life will be filled with excuses. And I remember when he said that, because that really, that really you know, convicted me. The reality is to say, oh, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, you're right. You can't do that, but God can. And if you have enough faith in God, God can do that through you. And that's the reality of our lives is if, if God puts something in our heart and we say, okay, well, I can't do that or I don't have enough time to do that. Well, God can give us what we need in order to do that. God can increase our faith. So do we have weak faith? Do we need God to increase our faith today? So how can your faith increase today? So if we look at the verses, point number one here is faith to believe. In verse number one through four, and it talks about uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And in verse number three, it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Now, that's a very powerful verse when talking about creation and talking about, you know, a biblical worldview is that we know that God made the world, everything that we see, from nothing. We call that ex nihilo, meaning made out of nothing. And that's the reality. And we, we see that in that verse is that if we have faith to believe God, we have to believe that God is creator or that God, the, the God of the invisible, created the things that we, you know, that we see. So God is, not that God is invisible, we know that we can't see God and he's made everything that we see. We cannot see God, but we can see him working in our lives. And I thought about this. Jesus said the, 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 you can see it like the wind. It, it has effects, but you can't see it. You can't say, oh, look at that wind. That's a cool looking wind. No, you just see the, the trees blowing and the leaves blowing everywhere. So you see the effects of the wind, but you don't really see the wind. 
Well, that's how it is with God, is we see God working our lives, and we, see, we can feel God in our hearts and comforting us and talking to us. So do you see God in your life, or is God an invisible God? We, we know that we can't see God tangibly and visually see God, but we can see him working. Do you see God working in your life? Because that's how you can know how your faith is doing, is if you see God working in your life. If you don't see God working in your life, it may be because we don't have enough faith. So if you haven't seen God do something, well, we have to have faith in God to do something. If God is absent in your life, then your faith is absent. So the reality is, is that if we have faith in God, God will do something. I think of all the great revivals and the great awakenings and all the, the things that we've seen God do in the past, and it's the same God. So God can do those things today, and we're believing him to do that. And I, I love it when, when pastor says that he, he can feel God moving and, and God's going to do a great thing. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And I come in the mornings and I pray and I ask God for the same thing, to, to send revival to our, our town and our church and even to myself. But the reality is I have to have faith to believe God and so do you. So God as invisible. We also we see God as creator. We see that it says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You know, it's a very foundational thing that you need to believe that God created the world. Say, Anthony, I, I know that. That's very elementary. But the reality is, is that some people are going to try to battle you against that. You know, hey, well, well, God may have created it, but, you know, he just used evolution to do it or whatever it may be. We know that that's not true. We know that God framed the world by his word. He spoke it into existence. Why? Because creation. So why do we have to believe that? You know, it's very important that we know that God created it. But why? Well, because creation shows God's power. If we just say, oh, you know, that's not that important. God didn't really create everything. It was just, everything just kind of happened, but God was there. But no, that just shows that God didn't have the power to create. So we have to believe that God created everything because then it shows how powerful God really is. And the reality is in your own life, when you feel like maybe you're lacking faith, well, it may be because all day you're hearing that, you know, well, God didn't do this. And oh, well, that can be explained otherwise. No, we believe that God did that. And that will increase our faith. So creation shows God's power, but it also shows God's plan. So God has a plan for you, and God has a plan for me. And we can see that in creation, how God has a plan through the ages and different things. And, and then lastly, God, uh, creation shows God's perplexity. There is a, I might say this wrong, but I remember reading a book. I, I, I'm teaching a class on biblical worldview. I took apologetics twice in college just because I loved it so much. Just, it, just defending your faith and different facts and things of science. And there's a principle called irreducible complexity. And what that means is, is that a, a system, or an organism, or a, a person is so complex that it had to be made all at once. So you can't make this person's, you know, this part of the system and then make this part and put it together. It's not going to work because it's so complex. I think of the example they gave that there's a special organ, I don't remember what it's called, but in the giraffe's neck, that because when it bends down, its neck is so tall that all the, blush, the, the, the blood would rush to its head and it'd actually die. So there's actually a special organ in the giraffe that, you know, that helps regulate that so it doesn't, the blood doesn't rush to their head. And what they said is all of that, and then people say, oh, well, that was just an accident. You know, that just happened to evolve. The giraffe knew that he needed that, and that just kind of happened. No, the reality is, is that God made everything, and God's the creator, and he's the designer of everything that we see. And we see that people say, oh, well, that's because they're from a common ancestor. That's why they all have common traits. No, it's because of a common creator, a common designer. So God is invisible. God's the creator. And then lastly, very importantly here on point one is God is the Savior. So God is Savior. So faith to believe. We have to believe that 
that God is there even though we can't see him because we see him working in our lives and we have to have faith to believe that God is the creator, but we also have to have faith to believe that God is the savior. Believe that God is a more excellent sacrifice. So, you know, this, you know we, we've heard this before maybe and maybe you've been saved for a long time. And that's great, but the reality is, is that we need to be telling other people about God as a savior. We need to have faith to believe in God as a savior. And then under that, Jesus died once and for all. So we need to believe that God, that we have to have faith that God died for everybody. Then faith to believe. And then next point here is faith to please. In verse five, it says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we see our desire should always be to please God. There is no, you cannot please God without faith. You say, well, I feel like God's not happy with me right now. He's not blessing me like he used to. Well, the reality is you may not have faith like you used to. You cannot please God without faith. It's impossible. The Bible literally says that it's impossible. So first here we see that it's impossible without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. I mean, think about it. If God wants to use you and you don't believe that he's going to do it, well, then he's not going to do it. It's, impos it's impossible to please God without diligence. If you look in the end of verse 6, it says, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, that word diligence is a great word. It's talking about striving and, and trying your absolute best to get a hold of God. And I thought of this is that, you know, we do a lot of things our absolute best. We know we try to, we try to work our hardest and you should, and we try to, you know, do our best of whatever, you know, our hobby might be, or, you know, I've mentioned fishing. I try to be the best fisherman that I can be, right? I, I use the, I look up different baits and different water temperatures and different colors for different, you know, different types of water. And it's very, you know, very complex. Why? Because I want to be the best at it. I want to do all that I can. I diligently try to be a good fisherman. Or maybe you diligently try to whatever it may be. I also like to play chess, or maybe you can relate to that. You diligently try to memorize openings and different theories or whatever it is. The reality is, is that we need to diligently seek after God. I mean, absolutely try our best every second, all of our energy, all of our motivations to get closer to God. I thought of this is that we need to diligently seek God's face. In First um, Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Seek his face, uh, um, seek his strength, and seek his face continually. It, it never stops. You should never stop searching after God. You say, oh, I've been saved 20, 30 years, and that's great, but we should never stop searching after God. God always has something new to show you. God can always increase your faith no matter where you are in life. So diligently seek God's face. Be diligent in your prayer time. So Talking about when you wake up in the morning, you pray, or maybe you pray before you go to bed, or maybe you have a different time of the day when you pray. Well, the reality is we need to be diligent about that. We need to, you know, make sure we set that time aside, and when we pray, really pray. I know sometimes I find myself getting distracted, or if I'm really praying early in the morning, I'll fall asleep. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has been there, but the reality is that we need to be diligent in our prayer time. We need to make sure we set that time aside and really seek after God. Don't just, you know, it's good to have a prayer sheet. I have a prayer list because if I don't, I'll forget about it. People tell me to pray about different things, but don't just read through the list. You know, really pray over it and ask God to give you a heart for those different things on your prayer list. 
So be diligent in your prayer time. Be diligent in your Bible reading. You know, I've always found, for me, I'm, you may be different, but it's easier for me to read the Bible than to pray. And I don't know why that is. Maybe you find it's the opposite. But I could read chapter after chapter, and God's talking to me, and God's working, and, and God's showing me different things. But when it comes time to pray, it's like, I, you know, I'd rather just keep reading. Well, I think what I thought of is because I'm selfish. I'd rather God speak to me than me speak to God. And it shouldn't be that way. We should have, you know, if not, we should have more prayer because we need more of God, and God needs more of us. So be diligent in your Bible reading, diligent in your prayer time. And then last here, we'd be diligent in our church attendance. You know, there's never a good day to miss church. Now, they used to tell us in, in Bible college, you know, it's always a bad day when you're not in church. Or, or I remember, well, they were very adamant about it because you had to sign a sheet. I went here, here, here. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. But the reality was, I remember one time, I, I don't, it wasn't me, I promise, but some kid didn't go to Sunday school and he was sleeping. And the dean of men actually went into the dorm and like, flipped his bed and woke him up. But the, they took it very seriously, is that, the, you know, church is a very serious thing. We come together as believers, and we, we, we hear the word of God, and we pray together. Now, I know the time that we're living in, if, you, if you're sick and you have to stay home, please do. That's why we have the live stream, and I know people are joining us today, and that's great. But, you know, we need to hear the word of God and be together as believers. And then last under here, it's impossible without a walk. And what do I mean by that? Well, it says in verse... Uh, uh, five and six, it talks about this man named Enoch. Well, Enoch was a very interesting man. It was, he's, he's, he's very seen as one of the most spiritual men in the Bible, really, because he was so spiritual. He was so close to God. He was walking with God. And it says that he was not, for God took him. And I've heard preachers say, they says, well, Enoch, we're closer to my house than your house, so let's just go. So the reality is, is that Enoch never actually died. He just got translated up into heaven because he was so close to God. Now, could that happen today? It could. I don't know if that's what we're striving for, but we should mimic or, or see that the reality is we need to have a walk with God. And I thought of this is that walking is an everyday thing. You know, you don't get up and say, am I going to walk today? Should I walk today? No, you, well, you're going to walk because you're going to, you know, go get coffee and whatever, you know, get ready for the day, go to work. And the reality is, is that you just, it, it's second nature. You don't think, okay, now I have to walk and then it's left, right. And well, when I hurt my knee, I actually did have to think about it. I didn't know how to walk. And then, you know, physical therapy. But the reality is our Christian life should be like that. We should just, okay, well, I'm just going to read my Bible, and then I'm just going to pray, and I'm just going to do what I have to do because it's just a walk. It's just a, the, the closeness with God that God is always there, and you're just walking and talking with him. There should never be a day that you don't walk with God. And I've found, and I've mentioned it before, is that when you have a bad day, it's mostly, some, most of the time for myself, is when I don't get up and I don't pray and I don't read. And, I, and my wife will tell me all the time, she's great. And I'll be like a little grumpy in the morning. She's like, oh, you didn't read your Bible yet. And I was like, yes, I did. But no, I didn't. And the reality is, is that we need to walk with God and be in tune with God. And then God gives us the joy and he fills our heart. And we're just walking with God will increase our faith and it will increase our attitude as well. So increase our faith. We have to please God and believe God by faith. And then lastly, faith to see. If you look at verse 7, I'm just going to read down through here. And, and by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. So he has no idea what God has planned for him. Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. I mean, could you imagine being Noah and God just says, build this giant boat, put all the animals in it, and I'm just going to flood the earth. You know, that, would take, that takes a lot of faith to believe that. I mean, when God tells you something crazy 
and, and you just he just believed him and he just did it. There's going to be times in your life that God may ask you to do something and say, oh, that seems a little bit crazy. Just remember that God asked Noah to build an ark and put every species of animal in it, and he just did it. So we need to believe God to see things are ahead of us that we cannot see, but know that and believe by faith that God is already there. And the reality is, is that God already knows your future, so just trust him. Don't trust yourself or your friends. It's good to get advice, but the reality is go to God and ask him what, you would have, what he would have you to do in the future. Why? Because God's already seen your future. God already knows how he's going to solve your problem and take care of that issue that you may be dealing with. So faith to see, first I see is that we have to see and believe and have faith in God's promises. We see in verse, uh, skip down into verse 8 where it talks about Abraham. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was called out to, into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in a land of promise, as in a, a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city with hath, uh, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And it goes through and talks about uh, the faith of Abraham. Skip down to verse 16. It says, But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly, whereof God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. So we see here that he received the promises, the promises of God. And I see that. Um, as, as Pastor mentioned before, I couldn't remember who said it, but he said that the future is as bright as the promises of God. And that is true, and that's the reality of our lives as Christians, is that we have so much in the Bible, so many different promises in God's Word that we can hold to, and we can rely on them when we need to, the different promises in the Bible. I think of uh, the first point here uh, under God's promises is promises of the promise of heaven. We see in verse 16, but now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Meaning that, you know, the reality is, is that we as Christians, if we put our faith in God and we trust and we have faith in God and we ask God to forgive us of our sins, that we have a home in heaven one day. Jesus says, I, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. Meaning Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a place. And, and we know that the following verses talks about that he's going to, we have a mansion in heaven. So one uh, under promises of heaven is that heaven is real. You know, never lose sight of that. I know like on this earth and we're on this temporary planet that there's a lot of troubles and sufferings. And the reality is that sometimes we forget that heaven is real. And sometimes I just like to sit and think about how, you know, amazing heaven's going to be with loved ones there and Jesus is there and God is there. And we're just worshiping God forever and ever. So the reality is, is heaven is real and heaven is eternal. I mean, eternal meaning it's forever. Now, we know that the... Uh, eschatology, meaning that the end times is that when, when Jesus comes back and he makes a new heaven and a new earth, but the reality is when we're in forever with Jesus and with God, that is so much, you know, beyond our comprehension than just right now in this life. I mean, I thought about that. I mean, try to comprehend eternity. I mean, it, it's almost mind-boggling. You just think, well, you know, well, there's a time after that, and then, well, after that, there's another time, and it just keeps going, and it never ends. So the reality is, is that your troubles and your struggles on this earth will end, but joy with God and joy in heaven will never end. And that's what we're striving for, and that's what we need to have faith to believe as Christians, is that, you know, different things that we go through in this life are worth it because heaven is forever. Heaven is real. Heaven is for all of eternity, and heaven is our hope. It is okay to look forward to heaven 
and have faith that it's waiting for us. You know, it, it, you don't feel guilty about saying, oh, well, I just, uh, people say, well, I'm happy if the rapture happens right now. And I'm with you. That's true. And it's okay to look forward to heaven, but don't be so focused on heaven that you don't see that God still has a plan for you on this earth. You know, if, if heaven was the only purpose of getting saved, God would have just saved us and then taken us to heaven. But God has a purpose and a plan for your life now that you're saved and on your way to heaven that he has different works and things that he wants you to believe him for. So the promise of heaven, and then looking through this story, I see God's promise to Abraham. You know, God called Abraham to go to a country that he's never been before. He asked him to just get up and move and then travel. I know we, we actually learned this in junior church a couple weeks ago. And I said, well, imagine your parents said that, you know, the day of that you're just going to go and you're going to move and you don't know where you're going and you're going to be in the car for about two years because it takes so long to travel back then because they didn't have cars or planes or trains. So just imagine traveling not knowing you're going for a very long time. Well, they didn't seem too happy about it, and I'm sure neither did Abraham. But the reality is, is that Abraham had faith to believe God, and we see that God's promise to Abraham was he guided and he directed him. So you may not know where you're going, or you may not you know, see the exact path that God has you on, but God sees it. I think of the, the verse that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light onto my path. And when, you know, when that verse is written, they didn't have these giant spotlights and these giant LED flashlights that light up 100, 200 feet. No, well, they just had a candle or a small light that would just light up the next step. So God's word and God's direction, is it's going to light up the next step, and then you're going to take that step, and then it's going to light up another step. It's not going to show you all the way down the road, and you know, it's good to make goals and have five-year plans and everything, but the reality is God wants you to trust him and have faith in him every step of the way, even if you can't see all the way ahead of you, because God can. So we have faith, and Abraham had faith to believe that God would protect him, and then we see that he also provided for him. You know, the Bible says in uh, Philippians 4.19 that, that you know, God will provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And then we're going to look uh, quickly in verse 16. It says, Whereof God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. So this morning we're talking about increasing our faith. Well, we see here in verse 16 that it says God was not ashamed to be called their God. Is God ashamed to be called your God? If, some, if God were to look at you and look at your faith, would he say, oh, you know, they have great faith. And we think of the centurion that, that God, Jesus marveled. He says, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. But if God looked at your faith, how would he feel? If God looked at my faith, would he be ashamed of it? Or would he say, wow, they're, they're believing me for great things? Uh, the, like the, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, oh, ye of little faith. You know, they were in the midst of a storm when he said that. And they said, oh, Jesus, help us. We're going to die. We're going to perish. Help us. And he said, oh, ye of little faith. You know, you may be in a terrible storm. You may be in a terrible trial, but God still expects you to have faith. God doesn't say, all right, well, you're going through a rough time and it's 2020 and it's okay. You don't have to believe me anymore. You can just do what you want. No, the reality is, is God always expects us to have faith no matter what the situation. And every time we have faith in God, he's going to pour out the blessings and he'll never, ever fail us. So how does God feel about your faith? How is your faith today? So there's God's promises, and then uh, lastly we see here is God's plan. You know, we have to have faith to believe God's plan. God has a plan, and we need to believe and have faith in his plan, because we, you know, we like to make our own plans. We Okay, well, I'm going to do this and this and this, but the reality is God may change your plans, because God's plans don't change, but he may change 
your plans. So have faith to believe that. And then lastly, we see here that God has a purpose. Have faith to believe God's purpose. You know, it says in Jeremiah that, you know, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. We need to trust God even though we don't always understand. And that is faith, believing what we cannot see. So trusting God goes right along with having faith in God. And I I think of when I was playing basketball in college. Now, it was technically college-level basketball. I played for about two minutes the entire season. So regardless, that's okay. But I played college-level basketball, and I scored two points. But I remember one day our, our coach took us out into the woods. I was like, why are we out in the woods at 5 in the morning? This is supposed to be basketball practice, you know, whatever it may be. And he, he had us all lined up. And we had to put our hands out, like crisscross. And then he told me to stand on top of this giant wood thing that he had put out. And then I just had to fall backwards into my teammate's arm. And I said, you know, first off, I just met these kids like a week ago. And I don't really trust them. Obviously, we know that that's a, a trust fall. And then the reality was that, you know, I was scared. And he says, well, Anthony, if you don't trust your teammates, I don't want you to play with them. And the reality is, is that we need to trust God in, either, in order to go through life and in order for God to work and do things. I mean, a team, a basketball team, isn't going to work unless they trust each other. Well, God working in your life isn't going to work unless you trust him. Have faith in God with your life. Have faith to believe God. Can, God can give you victory over sin and endurance through a trial. So these are just some closing thoughts that I had through chapter 11. In verse 25, it says, is talking about Moses. It said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So Moses decided, so I'm going to have faith in God. I'm going to trust God regardless of what anybody does and regardless of the, the pleasures of sin that are, that are tempting me. I'm going to trust God and have faith in God. And we need to do that as well. And then in verse 27 and 28, it says, by faith he forsook Egypt. Egypt is like, it's a picture of the world. So it's almost as if we were forsaking the world, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And we talked about God being, you know, working in our lives, even though we can't see him. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest that he, uh, he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So I see here that God can give you faith to keep going. See that he kept the Passover. Regardless of what he was going through and, and the trial that he may have been in, he kept the Passover, meaning he just kept doing what he was supposed to be doing, and God can give us faith to do that. And then lastly, it says in verse 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. So we know the stories that God literally parted the sea so they could pass by dry land. And as Pastor showed before us in a message that it would have had to have been three miles wide for two million Israelites to go through, which is just amazing. And then we see that in verse 30, it says, by, the walls of Jericho fell, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. And um, in junior church or in, in the kids with the, in the school, we like to play some VeggieTales. I don't know if anyone knows what VeggieTales is, but when I was a kid, that we watched a lot of, a lot of VeggieTales. And the, one of the songs was Keep Walking. And it was, it was, the song was about the people on top of the walls of Jericho mocking the people walking around. And I'm not going to sing it for you, but you can look it up if you want. And it says that, you know, that you're crazy if you think walking around a wall is going to make it fall. And the reality is, is that people may think you're crazy and you may even look a little crazy. But if you have faith in God, God will come through for you. In verse 29 and verse 30, I see that God can give you a miracle today. You know, you may need a miracle. You may know somebody who needs a miracle today. And I, I know of a few people who really need a miracle just in this difficult year of 2020. But the reality is that we're in 2021 and we need to have faith to believe God 
to do those different miracles. So faith in God will give you the courage to do what God wants you to do. And then lastly, God will not fail you when you put your trust in him. So I don't know where you're struggling with today or where maybe you feel, you know, my faith just isn't where it should be or I just don't trust or believe God like I used to. Well, today we need to increase our faith. Why? Number one, just some concluding thoughts is that faith is necessary. It is impossible to please God without faith. So faith is very necessary. You must have faith in God to be a Christian. You must have faith in God and faith in God to be right with God. Does your faith need to increase? Is God, is God ashamed of your faith? We talk, read that verse. And th- Can God do great and mighty works in your life? If you do not see God working, ask him to increase your faith. Today, we give the invitation. You say, you know, I haven't seen God working in my life in a long time. Well, come and, and pray and ask God to increase your faith. Have faith to diligently seek and please God. We talk about diligently striving wholeheartedly trying to get after God and have faith to do that. And then lastly, have faith to believe God and see his plan and future for your life. You know, we may not see God, but we can have faith in God. We may not see God, you know, visibly, oh, well, there's God, he's doing this and that. No, but we can see God working in our lives and we need to have faith in God. And then faith is the foundation. You know, the most important really message or most important decision we can make as Christians is to have faith in God because everything else is just based off of that. You know, loving others and soul winning and reading your Bible and praying, that all comes because you have faith in God. So how is your faith today? You know, does your faith need to be increased today? Are there areas in your life where you just need to give it over to God? You say, God, I'm done worrying about that. I'm done thinking about it. I'm just going to give it to you and have faith in God today. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for all that you do for us. And God, I pray that you would help me to increase my faith. God, I pray that you would just uh, continue, God, just to work in my life and do bigger and better and greater things in my life because I have the faith to see it through. God, I pray if anyone's here struggling today and they need a miracle and they need, they need you to just step in and just do what you do best. And God, I pray that we would have faith to believe that. I pray for those who are sick or maybe uh, struggling and watching on live stream that have some health issues. I pray that you'd heal them, and I pray that we'd have faith to see that happen. And God, I pray that we would have faith to see great things happen in Ocean County, God, in this year, in 2020, and just to see you work in a great and mighty way. God, like a way that we've never seen before. And God, I pray if there's anyone here today who just needs their faith to increase, God, I pray that they would come and that they would pray and ask you, God, to increase their faith. And we know that as your word says, if we ask, we shall receive. And we know that this is something that's definitely according to your will, God, is to increase our faith. So, God, I pray you'd help us today with that. And I pray you'd help us just to have faith in you more and more each and every day. God, I love you and I thank you for always being there for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.